Hi folks, welcome to Film Query, the queer experience of the media you love. Hey y'all, I'm Indiana, and I go by they them pronouns. And I'm Chloe, and I go by she, her. This week we're talking about Dallas Buyers Club, which was released in 2013, starring Matthew McConaughey and Jared Leto. Thank fuck, right? Okay, I'm not doing that next anymore. That was... That was painful for both of us, I feel. I'm not going to let a crit proud myself for doing it at all. Yeah, it was very good. Yeehaw! A for effort. Yeah. Well done, us. Well done, <laughs> us. Yeah. So, there's a reason we were talking in those accents. I was going to say those silly little accents, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> those funky wee tones. <laughs> And it's because Dallas Buyers Club is a film about Ron, a rodeo cowboy, yeehaw, yeehaw. diagnosed with AIDS, less yeehaw. Um, no yeehaw for no us. He discovers a banned drug that helps patients survive longer. To get around the system, he forms a club to smuggle the medicine to those in need. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, to go into more detail... Um, they find out that the drug that's been prescribed by, or like tested, um, trialed, trialed, um, by the kind of big pharma companies is ATZ or is it AZT? AZ, AZT. AZT. Basically, he finds out that it's actually having detrimental effects on people that have HIV AIDS, um, and when he goes to this doctor, the doctor who isn't in the medical system is like, well, actually, this disease breaks down your immune system. So by taking a drug that's going to like further fuck you over, you know, you're basically like destroying your body more than the virus is, virus uh, disease. Um, so he gets like prescribed like all these kind of vitamins and like peptides and stuff like that and it does help him like he survives way way longer than initially thingied because the doctor when he gets diagnosed is like yeah you're probably gonna die in 30 days and then it's like he lives like nine six. years is this, oh, I don't know why I thought it was six I thought it was seven I don't know. But it was a lot longer than 30 days. Several years longer than um, than first thought. Mm-hmm. And basically, to get these things, because they're not FDA approved, um, so they're not approved by like the food and drug people, right? Every country has one. I just don't know what they're called in the UK. Basically, he smuggles them in, and they're like, if we find out that you're selling these then you know you're fucked and thingamabob like you're screwed and he gets around this by he gets around this which is so smart like so i was just clever. like that is so clever so you pay for membership to the club and as part of your membership for, for technically free you get the drugs mm-hmm. which is which so is smart Bruh. <laughs> and this guy at the beginning of the film is like 
right he is really homophobic however this film set in the 80s 90s 90s i think it goes on so long doesn't it Mm -hmm. so it's quite let me double check how long it goes on see it looks 70s 85 so the film said 95 so although he is homophobic the 80s was the most homophobic time yes also the gayest time so mm-hmm. yeah it's and it's, it's he's like so he's not violently homophobic but he's quite intensely homophobic but when he gets diagnosed with um aids and sets up this club and stuff he does come round i feel like by the end of it cuz he um he ends up giving people a member essentially kind of membership for less at one point, if mm-hmm. not free, because he realizes the struggle um these people are kind of yeah. going through. Because it's quite similar to his struggle and it must be quite jarring to go from like if you can Yeah, if you consider society like a pyramid as a you know, white cishet man, you're at the top. And then you get AIDS, and you're being ostracized like the people you hate. And next thing you know, the only people who are willing to be around you are the people you hate. Like, it must be quite weird to go from that. But I thought the film did quite a good job of showing how he gradually kind of Mm -hmm. overcame his prejudice. Yeah, I think that was... Like, in the plan, you mentioned that it's nice to see something a bit more realistic. Um, Because, obviously, like, if someone's that fervently homophobic, Mm -hmm. it would have to take something to knock them down several pegs to even consider, um, you know, developing as a person. And everyone else around him is also, like, he has friends at the beginning, and they're also really homophobic. yeah, and they think he's been engaging in homosexual activities um, <laughs> because he has AIDS. But Which was a stereotype at the time. Basically, oh, huge, yeah. When the AIDS, HIV slash AIDS crisis first kind of became a thing. Uh, yeah, boomed. I was going to say became popular, but like I don't mean it in that way. <laughs> I just mean like you should laugh when AIDS became popular. (laughs) Most popular girl in school. Oh my god. Um, when it became a thing, basically they had all these like fear mongering ads and stuff like that going out. That the only way that people could get HIV slash AIDS is through being queer, and obviously we know that that's not a thing now. We it's a it's transmitted through blood. Um, sexual fluids, I guess the word would be. I think it's just blood. I'm going to check if it is. I thought it was... If it's not through semen, I'll admit I'm wrong. But, um, no, I'm sure it's, it's, it's a blood disorder. It's, HIV is spread primarily by unprotected sex, contaminated, or contaminated blood confusions or hypodermic needles. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why you had. That's why it was like 
With a condom or a Wear a condom, yes. I couldn't think of the there is one they used and I can't remember what it was. But yeah, it's through the um but it happens like it's not because of your sexuality, obviously. Um yeah. it's and because you had unprotected sex. Not that all unprotected sex these days, but you or HIV, you know what I mean. But Yeah. You know what's like really astounding now? Um, like Obviously, we weren't around at that point in time, but we're still seeing the remnants of that kind of stereotype now, where if you want to give blood, I don't know about in America, but in the UK, it's like if you are a gay or queer man, you can't have sex or something like that. It's just, yeah. Right. Which is, like, really outdated because, like, anyone can have AIDS. It's not just... Yeah, so men. Yeah, I mean, babies can have AIDS. Yeah, but, but and not because they've been having gay sex. It's because <laughs> it's because their mum had it, and that's not because she had gay sex. That like it's nothing to do with gay sex at the end yeah. of the day. It was mainly right. There is a link between like this is the sentence starts sounding very bad. If you think about it, it's ma- so it's mainly through hypodermic needles, right? And gay people back then, not that everybody was going around doing heroin or whatever, but if you were a gay in the 80s and your life was shit, you probably would do heroin. Like, do you get what I'm saying? You've been ostracised by everybody in your life. You know, you currently have, and don't get me wrong, gay people, you know, there was a community and stuff, but still, your family rejecting you completely. Yeah. You know, you need a way to escape. Mm-hmm. So, I would like to, to clarify for our listeners, we're not saying that gay people in the 80s all done heroin. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. No, no, I'm not saying everyone was out here, you know, with needles and shit. I'm just saying there was, there is a link between, there's a like, there's, the, the people who have addiction this sounds so bad i don't mean like that i just mean because being gay is so hard you end up with bad mental health Mm -hmm. and with bad mental health you are more susceptible to like um becoming addictive substances and stuff that's what i meant not that you being gay and stuff means you are gonna automatically do heroin Mm -hmm. especially in the 80s but that's not the point but yeah yeah it's like appalling that even now we're still seeing the use of that really outdated you know thing where it's like oh only only gay men can say how they can have it like bitch you know everyone can have aids stop just find an oprah you can have aids you can have aids but no it is like it is that anyone can have it. You're not just because you're straight doesn't mean you're not gonna, you know, mm-hmm. not get AIDS. Anybody can get it, and yeah. it also like I hate that thing of it's like it's a punishment from God for being gay. Like that's the worst take, I think. Yeah, and that makes me really angry because it's like. Do you know what else makes me really angry? This film and. I understand at the time they didn't know anything about it and stuff, but when people wear masks and like won't even touch them, I'd like to point out what like I don't know of any diseases that can pass on being touched, but I feel like 
I don't know. There was such a fear mm-hmm. of it, and it makes me like angry because it wasn't deserved. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was why um, Princess Diana, like her hugging that person with um, yes. AIDS, was so important because she was like, you know, it gets transmitted through other means it doesn't get transmitted by you touching them or giving them a hug or you know yeah it's just not it like oh, just it just makes you really angry that you do, especially because back when they knew nothing about it so you get told you've got AIDS you're like shit panicking you know really upset and everyone's like keeping your arm's length it's like bro do you know what I mean? And the doctors like just treat you like you treat you like you've done something wrong. It's rough. It's like, it's it's heavy thinking about it. Makes me like because it's such a part of like queer history or stuff that we don't like. We know that it happened, but we're not really taught not, about. Oh, yeah, and then I I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel that the main thing of the main side of the AIDS crisis that was presented is the American Yes, side. the American side. I can't know anything about what went on here during the AIDS. I just know that it was probably also shit, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I just get a vague vibe. Um, yeah. But I, I mean, I, of, oh, that's probably why, like, the Pride film that came out in 2014, mm-hmm. that's why that film's so important, because we don't really have a, a non-American perspective on the AIDS crisis. Um, and we're not saying that it's not a thing now. When we say AIDS crisis, we just mean like when it boomed in the 80s. Um, obviously, it's still a thing now. Luckily, um, through the magic of science, if you find that thingamabob you've you know had sex or something with an infected partner or something like that, um, or you contract it, there's a drug that they can give you very, very early on. It's like within the first 24 hours um, that can, you know, prevent that from developing, if that makes any sense, which is really cool. Anyway, <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's okay. Basically, we we're talking about this a lot because... As we've said, it's like it's very difficult to get a non-American perspective, but also because it's not really like queer history isn't taught to us really in schools. We know vaguely about Stonewall, which is again American, um, but we don't really have a grasp on anything else. And anything else we have to do is through you know our own research, I suppose. Um, and even then, you don't spend to find any beyond wikipedia kind of thing like mm-hmm. information is so hard like i think it is anyway because what you want is like one comprehensive kind of mm-hmm. saying like you want like because I bet, I bet there's books on american queer history and i bet there is like british ones but i bet you'd have to do a lot of searching to find it i think yeah there was a speaking of British queer history, there was a book that was released quite recently Ooh. about uh written by a Glaswegian author who was talking about how he says 
that it wasn't like autobiographical, but that he's just taking aspects of his childhood being mm-hmm. a, que- a queer guy himself. Um, but basically growing up in the kind of really violently homophobic uh, council schemes and stuff in Glasgow and like the high rises. Um, except especially in the 80s, I think it was. I think it takes place in the 80s. It was like rough, rough, rough. An interesting find. But back to Dallas Buyers Club. Back to now, the yeehaws of America. This this film is a good queer film, in my opinion. There is one thing that this is the only thing that annoyed me in the entire film. And that is so Jared Leto's in the film. And mm-hmm. he is, to my knowledge, a cis man. Now, he plays the role of a trans woman. And I think if this film had have come out three years earlier, I might have kind of been like, okay, it's 2010, you know, we weren't really kind of ready for that. But it was 2013, and I think by then I knew what trans people were. Mm-hmm. That's why I feel and there is trans actresses. Mm-hmm. Why not look at Laverne Cox is the yeah. first one that comes to mind, look, but there's yeah. loads of others. There's so many. Look at the Rolling Pose. You tell me they weren't acting back then. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it's just bad in my opinion. In my opinion, it's just it's bad. It's lazy, and it's kind of insulting. Not just to trans women, like generally but like to trans actresses Mm -hmm. it's like we're not going to consider you we're just going to get this guy to do it you know what i was gonna uh talk about see when like thingy was on the plan it reminded me of a danish girl Mm. where they got eddie redmayne to play a trans woman did he win an oscar for that if you know Oscar for that, that's a piss take. I'll check now. He was nominated, but he didn't win. At the time, everyone was talking about, or like, kind of, cishet people were talking about how good representation it was. Um, that, you know, like, his character in the Danish girl. But then, like, only recently he came out and says, well, actually, you know, that, that was kind of, you know, they should have cast, like, a trans actress. And of course that was like, like of course they should have, but it feels kind of, what's the word, disingenuine when he's got all this fame and stuff off the back of this film in the first place. I don't know. How do I you get, feel no, about it? I get what you mean. It's like, oh, at the time I was happy to get all the attention from it and get all the roles, but now that like. It's not popular it's to not have popular. that. It's, yeah, literally now it's popular to not have that opinion. I'm going to kind of join in. The, mm-hmm. Like, just kind of jump in on the bandwagon. Is that, like, in my opinion. I don't don't doubt he meant it, but there is a part of him that selfishly took advantage of the attention that it got him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Do you know what else? This annoys me in films. This the only... This annoys me about trans women and some presentations of them. Now, I'm not a trans woman, so obviously, like, forgive me if this isn't an issue for other people. But I hate that 
they portray that they do their makeup badly, like trans women. Like, I imagine at first it's quite difficult, you know, trying to put makeup on and make it look nice. But in pose, there's never that issue, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They're never presented as these, like, they're never presented in pose as the creators clearly see them, not as I see them this phrase, as men dressing up as women. That's how it comes across to me. Mm-hmm. I feel that, I'm not saying like they should have perfect makeup, but the way Rayon, the character that Jared Leto plays, looks is... For me, it didn't It didn't sit right. Yeah. It looked like stage makeup. Yes. The, just... Does everyone rock up with stage makeup? No. So why is... So why is she wearing state like what's essentially yeah. stage makeup? It's it's an odd It's an odd choice. It's an odd choice and it's what's it meant to say? Because it doesn't yeah. say anything about the character really. Because the char- the character's good, but the makeup didn't add anything, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like it didn't mean it it wasn't like it the, the film wasn't deep enough for it to mean anything in the nicest way. Like yeah, Rayon was the main character. It might have, but Rayon wasn't. So I just found it a bit insulting because, as well, trans women tend to have to put in so much more effort in their appearance to appear. This sounds to pass. To pass, yeah. That's thank you. Yeah, to pass that she probably would put more effort into makeup and not look like she's wearing stage. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just feel it was a bad choice, but my partner disagreed with me, which isn't unusual, but I could kind of see where he's coming from. So my partner said that having a cis male actor play the role worked better because it is more accurate to what a trans woman would look like back in 1980s with no hormones or any um, other hrt stuff i don't mm-hmm. i don't know what everyone goes from okay yeah um and that if a transitioned trans woman or any trans woman had played the role it could have potentially created dysphoria for them i disagree but i want your opinion on that statement i can see where jay's coming from um but Respectfully, I disagree. Yep, nope. That's um, how I felt. I think thingamabob, um, having a cis uh, guy actor playing a trans woman perpetuates the whole stereotype of, haha, it's funny, man in dress. Mm-hmm. Um, but also because of how normalised transphobia is in the UK, especially towards trans women, about being these, you know, and obviously, like, when I say this, I'm not saying that we think that. Of course we don't. But we're just saying that a lot of people um, think, oh, God, like, there's the whole bathroom situation where it's like, oh, well, I don't want, you know, Do you know perverts like in my bathroom. bathroom. I want to have a piss. I don't want yeah. anyone else. Who who are these people who go into bathrooms looking at other people? They're the issue. Not yeah. trans women who just want to piss. Or you yeah. know, whoever wants to piss. It's not the issue. Um, and it's just, I think it 
add to that discourse in a way, like it's adding fuel to the fire. Um, when in thir- 2013, like Orange is the New Black was at its peak, I would say. Yes. Uh, Watch me get murdered by fans. Um, and you know, like actresses like Laverne Cox were like really big in 2013. Like, well, at least in like that kind of, I don't know, American scene. Yeah. Jesus. It was like, for me, when I was 13, it was Tumblr Sexy Men. Like, <laughs> like I didn't really know who was popular, but I knew that, like, thingy my bob, that she was, like, really popular because there was, like, articles coming out about how it was really good that they had a uh, trans actress on the show. But, you know, it kind of perpetuates that discourse where, as if, if they got a trans actress it would it would feel more genuine like especially the parts where like she's going to see her dad and you could per- I think a trans actress could portray that struggle a lot better yeah. than just I, oh I've got daddy issues oh I've got daddy issues I want money and it's, it's yeah I've got daddy yeah. issues and oh I'm slightly different I'm a misfit ha 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 I'm quirky. Yeah. Oh my god. Now, although that scene is terrible, I do think this line kind of sums up. I thought this was pretty good, like, right in. When. So Rayon's gone to ask for money because they're struggling with all the FDA pressure and stuff. Um, so Rayon goes and visits her dad in men's clothes. Uh, and asks for some money and then the dad's kind of like god you're annoying and then he says god help me and then rayon says he is helping me i have aids he is helping you i have aids i don't know that just kind of sums it up doesn't it that like queer yeah. people were kind of seen as this burden and mm-hmm. then i obviously don't mean this but god's helping other people by taking them away which is a terrible concept like idea yeah, I think yeah. especially in a Bible Belt state like Texas, there's, I mean, I'm sure it's a thing here, but I'm not religious, so I don't really know that much about it. But there's a lot of re- queer people that have, like, religious trauma, like, growing up. You know, they've been told that, mm-hmm. you know, being gay is an absolute no-no, you know. Like, if you're gay, it basically means that you're, you know, having parties with, with Satan downstairs, going like, hey, <laughs> let's get pissed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course that isn't true. Um, but it does set up like this, oh God. So, yeah. I don't know. It portrays that struggle quite well. I do like the way that Jared Leto says his part of the line he's like he is helping you i have aids he's so catty yeah his role I, I, that's what annoys me as well i hate her yeah he's a dick i absolutely don't think he should have acted in this role but the character is really good mm-hmm. you know what acting role i think he should have jared leto morbius no Go a on. jail cell <laughs> Bro, he'll just run away to Cull Island and you can't oh, be God. prosecuted it's... on Cull Island. No, he can't, but then you get Interpol in and it's like, 
Let's get this. This wee arsehole in jail. Interpol have got about as much power as the UN, and the UN have nothing. I know. UN are just... Oh, don't even start with the UN. Maybe in a better world, some Interpol could go and get Jared Leto off Cult Island and put him in a jail cell for being a predator. Way. He, he is just the worst, isn't he? Yeah. He's 50 years old. Ugh. Like he looks, he looks young for his age. Like I thought he was when he was in Suicide Squad. Everyone was talking about how old he was, and I was like, "Oh, but he kind of looks, you know, mid thirties at most." No, he's pushing fifty. He's fifty now. As if he's fifty. That's just like uh, he doesn't look it. No, he's got like that. He's he's Gaunt. doing the baby he's doing the baby face clubbed wrong, you know all those all those people with you know who look slightly younger than they are, you know Jared Leto. No, we don't want we don't want him in our club. <laughs> don't want him anyway. Maybe. Yeah, you've been banned from the club. You've been banned from everywhere. Um, to do to do, looking at so yeah, I think an aspect that I quite liked was how they talked about not only like the queer struggle and the general struggle of someone going through AIDS and trying to get a diagnosis but also how the big pharmaceutical companies are like screwing everyone over anyone who doesn't have the funds to actually get the 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 stuff that they would actually help them you know they're screwing over it's a class thing it's bizarre to me to pay for healthcare. That always, in when I watch American films, they're like, "We can't afford it." It's like, what do you mean you can't afford? It? I'm like, "Oh my god, yeah, you have." To. It's insane that you have to pay for any healthcare, not just like HIV, yeah. but any healthcare. It always throws me. And then they were like, "It's ten thousand pound per patient for the, the drugs." At one point, they were drawn mm-hmm. about. It's like ten thousand pounds. Or dollars, which would oh, be dollars, for us. Yeah. And back 8, then, back then, ten thousand quid was a like. Don't worry, now it is. Now it is still a lot of money, but ten thousand quid now, or eight thousand, whatever, is the deposit for a house. Back then, you could buy the fucking house for ten thousand dollars. Like, mm-hmm. so that's like a house, and you're asking people to pay for a drug that might not even work. Mm-hmm. Bizarre. I mean, what also kind of gets me bizarre is um, in England, I'm not sure if they do it in Wales as well, so you'll be able to tell me if I'm wrong, but you guys have to pay for prescriptions, which is just insane. Not in Wales. Not in Wales. Only yeah, in England, which is why I Because we don't have to do it. I, I can't... I, do you know how much money I used to have to spend on my antidepressants? It was... A tenner a month, right? But a tenner a month is 120 quid by the end of the year. Oof. Like, a tenner a month doesn't sound bad until you think of it like that. It's £120 per year yeah. to have the antidepressants that I needed to, mm-hmm. to like, to function. To function, yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Like, it's, yeah, it's bizarre. Like, it's like, what? I think as well, like, when we were talking about how, you know, bizarre it is for Americans to pay for healthcare, obviously, 
we're very, very lucky to have the NHS, despite mm-hmm. the NHS's flaws, because um, there is a lot of flaws, but they do need to be addressed. But, you know, it's still very, very good that we have the NHS. I'm always astounded, like, when people are like, oh, yeah, we get free healthcare over here. But, like, as soon as you need any sort of primary care that isn't hospital care, right, so, like, the dentist or therapy or something like that, you may, there's only, like, very small loopholes, like, for example, for therapy, for mental health stuff. I know this firsthand. Um, they, they'll put you through to, like, the the local, you know, therapy group like wellbeing or whatever it is down south um or cams when you're wee and they'll be like yeah we, we can do it we'll, we'll we'll help you for like six weeks six sessions and then you have to pay and therapy's expensive like it's almost 50 quid a session like i don't have that money i don't know anyone that really no i don't know anybody who would i and even then like stuff with like the dentist as well if you're an adult and you need something you know unless you're on benefits you have to um or if you're pregnant and i know this because obviously i pregnant and for a year after you have a baby you can still get loads of stuff free so i still get the dentist free however my dentist is only in england so and this is only in england and it's a very small dentistry and they're still backed up with covid shit so yeah there's that issue but yeah i still get loads of stuff free at dentist and glasses i get for free it's stupid you have to pay for glasses actually i need these to see i didn't ask to be fucking blind yeah it's weird we've gone very off topic here but (laughs) no we've not really because we're talking about big pharma we're talking about the health industry and how it makes people pay big to function. Because big pharma, I don't like. Obviously, it's really big in America. Um, I don't really. We don't really notice it much here. Like we know. All right, there's Pfizer. There's Moderna. There's I think a lot of the stuff in the UK medical industry is hidden from us to not, so we don't know how bad it really is. To be honest. Yeah. That, like, I reckon there's just as much exploitation and oh, absolutely money as in America. It's just. American companies seem to enjoy boasting that we've done it and you can't do anything to stop us from doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like the the health industry is like heavily interlinked with capitalism and it screws us over regardless of who you are. Of course, um, especially with, you know, people of colour and white, so maybe not best that I say this, but, um, you know, people of colour have... A history of kind of getting fucked over by the health industry anyway like the medicine industry anyway um which only adds to the whole capitalism shit do you want to know i don't know the exact statistics but do you want to know a fact about the medical industry and people of color go on so you know when you're pregnant and you have a baby mm-hmm. it was shown that nurses mainly white nurses um were less likely to give pain relief to non-white women during labour. Yeah, I saw white women. Like yeah, they'd give white women pain relief, like... Off the cuff. Yeah, pretty much straight away. Where And um, black women are more likely to have complications that mm-hmm. are not rectified. Like, 
So you can yeah. have when you have a baby, you have complications that don't that can be fixed, but often they don't fix them for black women. So there was also that thing where it was like um, certain medical things, for example, scarlet fever. Like, how do you see? How do you tell if someone with darker skin has something like scarlet fever? When one of the main symptoms is like, um, you know, like being very, very flushed and whatever. And there was this book that was released. It was basically like the Black Medical Guide or something. I'll find out the title of the book. But basically, when you go into medical school, everything's very white centric. So you get taught how to spot symptoms on white patients, but it might be slightly different for people of colour. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. The book, by the way, is called Mind the Gap. It's a handbook of uh, images and descriptions of clinical signs and symptoms in black and brown skin. It was written by London-based medical student Malone McQuindy. And yeah, you know, if you're studying to be a doctor, I suppose, get that book. You know, film query endorsed. <laughs> Not sponsored, but we're endorsing this book. And then there was, speaking of babies, there was um, this image that was going around um, where where it was like the first illustrated black fetus, like in, in the womb. Um, and people were going like, that's insane. That That's like the first time and it was like two months oh, ago. Oh, yeah, I remember this, the first part. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I remember that now, so yeah, I was trying to say, we start talking about this. But yeah, it's, I was thinking about the, um, just all of it, just like AIDS, people of colour, medical, it's heavy. Industry. It's just like, yeah, it's just heavy, yeah. It's just like, what, what am I meant to do? Like, yeah. You don't have a moment to live with, that's what I think is really hard these days is you're given so much information and you can, like, so much bad information, like, um, do you know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. like, what are you meant to do with it? Am I meant to just sit here and randomly remember, like, these awful things and then get on with my life? Yeah, it's like the whole thing with, like, the the NASA scientists getting arrested because they were protesting, you know, like, chaining themselves to, like, big firms like JP Morgan mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And saying like we are fucked, basically. Um, here are the the things like the the data and the stuff like that. We need to do something like yesterday. Um, and then like it's going around in TikTok a lot, and it's like all over my for you page, and I'm like I understand, and it's very important, of course, you know, because we all live here. <laughs> you know, it's like that bit in Guardians of the Galaxy, like uh, I'm interested in saving the planet because I live here. Um, but you know it's like what are you supposed to do with all this doom scrolling it's like when they tell you about Ukraine what do you want me I would say have a lot of sympathy but it's like what am I meant to do am I meant to like sit here and just think about it I can't go over there really you know yeah but but then you and there's repercussions even for people that want to go over you know to help yeah it's like it's just there's no winning in any yeah. of this. 
And then you're getting horror stories about, you know, like you're seeing on the news. Cause I have to watch the news for my course and stuff like that. Um, You're seeing stuff about, you know, you're literally seeing bodies being piled up on yeah. the news, like pictures and stuff. It's not like saying, oh, yeah, there was, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, passed um, from this thing. It's like, no, you're seeing the dead bodies lining up and then you're hearing um, some accounts about people. And you're just like, fuck, how, what do I do with that? Jesus, I hope. <laughs> so yeah, um, if you're listening to this episode of Film Crew and you find this a bit heavy, um, I recommend a funny series on Netflix that isn't queer or anything like that. And it's called Old Enough. I was watching it last night. Um, and it's weird, it's like, to get... Uh, and little kids going to yeah. errands. Um, and it's really sweet. You know, if you find if you're finding our discussion today a bit heavy, you know, and you want kind of bubble gum for the eyes, something sweet to kind of get your mind off things, I would suggest watching that because like it helps. I was just like, oh my god, because there's an episode where it's like the wee boy has been um, asked to go and get some stuff in the store, but he lives on a big hill, and when he's going up the hill, he accidentally gets the giant. Like top of baby formula instead of the little one, so it's like too heavy. Oh, so every no. time he has a break, you know, he's like, right, and I need a break. He puts the stuff down, and he bought apples for his his wee sister's baby food, and the apples roll down the hill. Oh, no. And every time he takes a break, the apples roll down the hill, and you just see the camera people running around trying to get it for him. It's so cute. Me and Jay have it on. While we watch tea, uh, while we watch tea, while we eat tea, but um, we obviously have our own little baby who um, who's too young to do errands. He loves any of that, but God, <laughs> God would he love to? We've learned this. This is some Archie baby law for everybody. Archie baby, when he when we have tea, even he has to be the same level as our table to see what we're eating. Otherwise, he cries because he's not involved in dinner. Oh yeah, we figured out that's why he's crying when we eat because he's not involved. Doesn't want to be held. Just wants to look at the food or smell it. Sometimes yeah. he likes it if we put it near. It's not too close, obviously, it's for him to try and eat it. But like, yeah, he's, he's still a bit too young for that, isn't he? Yes, but given the way he's going, we may have to try and put him on solid—not solid, like pureed food. Um. Mm-hmm. A little bit earlier than the yeah, day. like here, try some of uh, Mabby's food, like yeah, like, we'll probably you're gonna get like a puree machine basically, and we're gonna just get loads of vegetables and try him in and see what he does. It's, well, he he's on like seven ounces of milk, and babies don't go much higher than that, really. He's on wow. like seven ounces, and he has like eight feeds a day still. I would like to say for a film query audience that Archie is a big boy. He he's is a big, big boy. He's still quite young. I think he's, you'll tell me if I'm wrong, he is three months? He's three months next week. Three months next week. So he's 11 he's, weeks currently. 11 weeks. He is a big baby. He is like a wee sumo baby in the cutest way. He's, last time I checked, last time he got weighed on Tuesday... He was thirteen pounds and four. 
whatever the I don't know what the information is. So that's like six bags of sugar in a wee bit. Yes, yeah, six bags of sugar in a wee bit. Yeah. So did you think that the ending was sad or hopeful or in the middle? I think it was neither. I think it was realistic. I think. Yeah, I just. I think. It wasn't sad. I definitely not sad. I wouldn't go as far to say hopeful, but I wasn't sad at the end. I felt satisfied. I felt like. I wasn't surprised, but I didn't want to be, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. It was like a story that had come to an end. Yes, it felt very natural. It was like, that's Mm -hmm. just the ending. We're done. I didn't feel like, oh, wow, I wish we'd gone into this more. I wish, you know, it was longer. Mm -hmm. I felt it was a good length and we all had a good time. Yeah. What about you? I agree. Because I wasn't sad, but, like, I wasn't hopeful or whatever. It was kind of bittersweet because you knew that, like, he lived a lot longer than he was supposed to but um he still died he still died but it was like seven or nine seven or nine years <laughs> we don't know I, I, i'm sure um, i love how we both watched this film for like the first time this week and we're like yeah we don't know <laughs> As if, in my defense baby brain but so he was diagnosed in. Wait, wait, so he died in nineteen ninety two. Five, seven, seven. Oh, right, it was seven. 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 Um, I'm so good at this. Yay! Um, I think it was bittersweet because he lived a lot longer than oh. he was supposed to. Um, but. He still died. That's a good word for bittersweet. Yeah, bittersweet. Um, so yeah, that has been Film Query for this week. Our socials are uh, our Twitter and TikTok are at Film Query and our Instagram is at Film Query Podcast. We have a cool website which is always listed in our Spotify description thing, which um there's a contact form on that if you want to like submit any ideas for future episodes or films that we haven't covered already or specific topics for something like query query where we talk about lifestyle and culture you know it's up to you um but yeah uh thank you for listening and if today's been a bit heavy you know we both recommend the old enough show on netflix because it's very sweet 